Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. It's Tiffany Blackman. And how are you today? It is so great coming to you and talking and sharing and just being loving and fabulous with you. So today I am going to put my chef coat back on because we've had this conversation. I've had a few chefs on here and, uh, you know, I, I, I have, I'm starting to, to pile up the guy, number of guys I have on here as well. So <laughs> we're going to have our food and my chefy on today. And guess what? I have a dear friend and a colleague and a wonderful person you're going to enjoy. If everyone will, yay, Gabriel <laughs> Benjamin, Chef I, Gabriel Benjamin, how are you? Thank you so you? much. I really am just a joy to be here and honored to come on and talk with you like we normally do. I know. I mean, we could talk forever. And, you know, um, you have such a great resume. I mean, I, you know, I know you, I've known you a few years, but your resume is just incredible. And we will hit your resume today. It's got but, some up and downs. Well, well, don't we all? I mean, you know, what did I, I say this almost every week on this show? I learn more from my failures than I do my success. You mm. know, I mean, I really, really do. I finally I'm, knew that at 24. Yeah, exactly. Not at 45. Exactly. So, um, so you and I met, um, you are a chef and a graduate of CIA with the Culinary Institute of America in New York, which is high in Hyde Park. Yes. And, um, I didn't know if I told you this, but I went to CIA a few years ago and I judged the Iron Chef. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah so I was a judge there. And what a beautiful, incredible campus. I mean, I didn't tour it. I went to Johnson & Wales the other direction. Our nemesis. <laughs> exactly. Our rivals. And it's funny, you know, some of the CIA guys will kind of knock me for this, but, you know, New England Culinary, mm -hmm. they're doing amazing things up there. Mm -hmm. We have two chefs at Riata that are Johnson Wells. So we all just kind of laugh about I it, know. but experience is, uh, it's, it's the key. Mm -hmm. I always say there's three types of cooks in this world and raw talent, mm -hmm. the experienced, the one's never going to be. Yes, exactly. That's, <laughs> there's the three. Absolutely. Well, you know, and when we say CIA, again, it's the Culinary Institute of America, and it's out there in Hyde Park. Um, again, beautiful campus. I went, again, the other direction. But you currently are at Riata, and yes. we have had Mike McAuliffe on here, love the him. owner. Oh, gosh, love Mike. And you are blessed to be working at that kitchen. And also, you just went out to Alpine to his restaurant yeah, as absolutely. well. Absolutely. It was great. You know, just the experience to go out there, um, work with other chefs, the front of the house, back of the house. That's really the key is marrying the front of the house and the back of the house. The old days, it was the chef was the general and, you know, everybody was kind of timid and mm -hmm. there was no radios, no TVs in the kitchen, no nothing. You worked and it was yes, chef, no chef. Um, today, you know, I think it's important that we blend the two front of the house and back of the house and create a family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, that way um, people understand. And, and, you know, there's such turnover oh, in the kitchen. Gosh. That, you Is know, it crazy? And there's comp competition. So it's just best to, you know, have happy people. If you're, you're coming to work and you're not happy, then mm -hmm. what are we doing? Absolutely. You know, you know, it's already stressful. So, Oh, absolutely. Timing and everything else that's going on. But um, I was at Johnson & Wales in 89. And um, it was really tough because I'd never been in the restaurant. I've never worked in a restaurant. Went straight to culinary school, TCU undergraduate nutrition, food science different ball game going to culinary school. And I was lost, but it was back in that day of what you just said. Yes, chef, no chef, no distractions, fear. 
Yeah. I was so afraid of the executive share. It was harder for women also. Oh gosh. Oh God. my God. I've, I've, I've worked with many female chefs, um, some coming up and I'll tell you what, there's a couple of them that are really good. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're great. Yeah. And, um, like I said, you know, raw talent mm-hmm. experienced and, you know, some people that just have a love for it, actually, uh, I should throw a fourth one in there. So. Passion. Um, yeah, you got to have the passion. <clears throat> yes. Chef Carlos Cruzco was here a few weeks ago and he said, you know what? Passion. You can't teach passion. No, you cannot teach you passion. Teach it. It, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have a love of food, but it's still not passion. I've got, and you can tell, right? Yeah. Because, you know, as chefs, cooks, really, that's all we do. We cook. Mm-hmm. We don't make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. It's just for the love. Right. Um, I treat everybody as if my mom's out there. Right. You know, take care of her and, and feed her and right. go and talk to her. And if you make a mistake, admit it and move on. Exactly. Um, that's that's just key. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to burn bacon. So when you, <laughs> of course, um, in any world. But um, so being in Riata, downtown Fort Worth versus Riata, Alpine, out, out, way out in Texas and what would you say the main difference other than obviously the culture with the culture also out there, it's more of a home country style feel, you know, chicken fried steak, chicken fried chicken, you know, steaks are there. They don't have a lot of seafood, you know, they drive to Del Rio to go fish at Lake Amistad. <laughs> right. That for me. Yeah. I right. bought some, uh, I actually drove from Fort Worth to uh, Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. got some fish then right. drove out to Alpine, Alpine and, I'll tell you what, they, um, they were just loving fresh fish. Wow. So, just yeah. a new experience working yeah. with that. But Riata here in, in downtown Fort Worth, we try to, uh, cater to high end. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, you know, there's, everybody's within a budget and, um, you know, sometimes there's those special occasions and, you know, during the special occasion, just, you know, you can go all out mm-hmm. and, um, we have steaks, we have, we have seafood, really good seafood, um, we have uh, appetizers that just will will blow you away, and right. then, you know they're classics and they're great. But who, you can't go wrong with a bacon oh, wrap shrimp or a no, no bacon wrap crab jalapeno. No, you, just, you, you can't, can't. You know. Okay, so when Mike was here, he's we were talking about just Riata Fort Worth is enormous. It's it's a huge. I mean, how many? I mean, he said it, it depends on the the day and how you break up the number of seats. But it there's three levels, right? Three levels. There is also a thirty fifth where we can probably fit in there about another hundred people wow, down there, downstairs, geez. and it kind of symbolizes the old days. You know, when the tornado came through the thirty fifth, sure, up there on top of Bank One, and um. It's really nice down there. You can go down there and have parties. We we uh, tend to, we haven't set anybody in there in a, in a long time since right. everything's happened. And it's sad, but, you know, we'll get back to that. We will you know, get back this to too shall pass. And uh, mm-hmm. just like anything, well, every year there's always something. There is always something. You know, this has set us back a little bit. And I think it's, I, I, I didn't like the word new normalcy. I think it's a new better than ever normal is what we need to get to. Yeah. And, and we will. We and, will. And it's, it's creating anger and, and whatnot. And, and, you know, I've always told people and guys I work with and people I look up to that, you know, anger <clears throat> comes from fear. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you're fearful and you're based off of something that you don't know, you, you tend to do things and say things and act things and you react. Right. And that's what got me in trouble in my past is right. I reacted in such a negative way. So mm-hmm. it's best just to kind of do your best. And when you make a mistake, just let it go. Right. It's but you so know, hard. But that's when you're, when, and let's do talk about that. Um, 
when you're younger, I, I have said this many times, I think you listen to my podcast and um, I am not uh, happy with the, the old Tiffy, like the old Tiffy. I'd, I wish I could just go, Ooh, I wish I hadn't reacted that way or behaved that way. And maturity is huge. So let's go back. You, you were born in California. Yes. San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then you came on out to Texas Mm -hmm. into Galveston, correct? All right. And your father's physician, your mom is in the dental industry. So where did your passion for food, where did that come from? So growing up there in Galveston, um, a lot of fishing, Mm-hmm. Love to fish. You love Fished, to surf. I love to surf. I've uh. been surfing since 10. I love it. I love the ocean, love the beach. And uh, just as a little kid, fishing all the time and, and catching fish and trying to learn how to cook it and wow. and, and, and work with it. And uh, so back then we were, I uh, we watched this TV series called um, World Class Cuisine, mm-hmm. PBS. Yes, exactly. I love those shows. Oh my I gosh, would, yeah. It was so quiet in the kitchen. I would watch these chefs with their large toques and uh, they were cooking and and um, I just, I loved it. I was like, hey, look how he did that fish. Oh, he's doing it another way. Look how he did that meat. Oh, wow, look at the sauce. And it's just so precise. Uh, the flavors were there. And so um, it, my grandma, my grandmother, both sides, uh, they were Great cooks. Uh, my uh, grandma Josephine was a tremendous baker. Um, my grandmother on my stepfather's side, um, she, you know, my 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 dad is Jewish, mm-hmm. and so she had a way of showing me how to do French toast and just uh she's from Hungary. Oh wow! And so I learned a lot from her. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother on my mother's side, uh, so Hispanic woman, just. I mean, she can put it down. She was just amazing. <laughs> I'll bet. And, but my grandfather, when I told him I wanted to be a chef, you know, this is an old caballero, you know, he mm-hmm. doesn't know that <laughs> yeah. men don't belong in the kitchen. Right. He was upset when oh, I told him I wanted really? to be a chef. He said, why are you going to put on a dress? That's for women. <gasps> oh, my stars. I'll never forget it. He was so upset with me. And I was, you know, 13, Really? 14. Yeah. And, um. My grandma, she just kept showing me, kept showing me every time we go out to California. So uh, it was tough when she passed away. I was 15 years old. And, um, you know, at that time, it uh, was a really trialing time. I kind of got lost in, you know, friends. And, and, you know, it's funny. My, it's not funny. But my mom, she was like, you're hanging around the wrong, wrong crowd. Girl. Yeah. And then my buddy's parents would say, you're hanging around that old Gabriel, you know, uh, wrong uh, crowd. Really? And so it was really us. Feasling was mutual. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple of buddies that, you know, uh, they, uh, and I love them and, uh, I've always had a love for them and, and, you know, they still live in Galveston and they're still doing their thing. And, um, one of my best friends is, is actually doing 25 years right now. So let's back up. So okay. you, you, um, I'm trying to figure, determine the right way to say this. So you grew up a physician. You in a in a in the in a class of living in nice neighborhoods and no issue. And then you were telling me you were kind of thrown into a different area. Well, my parents divorced. Okay, at twelve. That'll do it. Yeah, and um, we went to co live in a section of Galveston, the landings, Turtle Creek, Back Bay area where, you know, back then it was just a bunch of kids running around and, and just, you know, it wasn't, you know, the West end of Galveston. Exactly. Um, moving down there. I I loved it. I had fun. Loved all the guys there. We just had a good time, but just 
got in with the wrong. And what did you do? I mean, what did you start oh, doing? I mean, God, I just, uh, you were bad. Yeah. You know, um, met some older guys, started stealing cars, mm-hmm. doing drugs, mm-hmm. um, getting involved and in, in not coming home. Right. Uh, you know, my well, worst, I was, you know, shooting cars with BB guns, just really just, just terrible things. And, um, I'm not proud of it. No. It's just as a kid, you know, growing up and, um, you know, we just little rascals <laughs> to say <laughs> the lack of better words. Okay. So, you know, at the, at the, you and I were talking about this and you've always said this to me, I am so transparent because I want to talking about you, mm-hmm. you want to help that person that's in that position now. Right. Yeah. So fast forwarding a little bit. Um, my transparency comes from the day I left prison. Okay. And, uh, it's one of those things that I had a conversation with God and I didn't have a relationship with God, Jesus, nothing. Mm-hmm. Even when I got into prison, but as I started going through it, I started to, to have that relationship and things happened to, to, to expedite it along. And, and so, um, when I left, all I kept hearing my spirit was saying, make sure you go out. I'm going to give you this life back and you go out and you help people and you share your experience, strength and hope. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm going to make mistakes here alone. I'm, oh, I'm human. I'm, I'm still going to, sure. but no matter what, I don't have to have a drink. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have a drug, mm-hmm. but that's the easy part. Is it? Because drugs and alcohol are not my problem. Really? Character defects. <laughs> I don't believe that. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, we have image problems. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. I say we, you know, I. All of us. Have an image problem mm-hmm. sometimes. Growing up, I always wanted to have the best, be the best, nice car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to be this amazing chef. Um, I was working really hard when I was a kid. Um, you know, 15 years old, I, I wanted to be a chef. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I really put forth my best effort and I went to work and, um, I remember I was getting in trouble in school. And so my dad, um, found some marijuana in my, mm-hmm. my room and I, you know, we got in an argument and, um, he, uh, basically uh, kicked me out of the house. Right. And I lived in a Howard Johnson hotel. Hojo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 226, the room was. And uh, I worked at Galveston Country Club right. from six in the morning till two. And then uh, I would go to Moody Gardens and work from three to 11. And I would work all day. Wow. At 15. Uh, no, that was actually at 17. Oh, my goodness. 16, 17. Still. So <clears throat> growing, you know, 15 through 17 was just a blur, uh, just getting in trouble and whatnot. So those chefs there, Jock Fox. Um, uh, he's amazing. He has a restaurant in Houston called Artisans. He's an amazing man. Um, he, uh, he asked me, you want to be dishwasher? And I said, no chef, I want to wear that toque like you. Wow. He said, uh, oh yes. Okay. You come tomorrow. I see. So the first day I came in, he says, um, here's a hundred pounds of, uh, carrots, peel yep. and dice, everything. Took, Get on it. Took me all day. Oh gosh. Yeah. Second day. Here's 200 pounds of potatoes, peel and dice. Do it. All day. Blisters. The third day, he says, you want more? I said, yes, I want to be like you. Wow. He gave me 300 pounds of onions, peel and dice. I cried all day. Everybody laughed at me. I'll never forget it for the rest (laughs) of my life. He, um, and it might not have been 300. Yeah. But it seemed like it. I'll tell you what, I went home. My mom just like, oh God, Mm -hmm. I showed her. And so I lived 
the Howard Johnson Hotel, which was um, about an eighth of a mile to my parents' house mm-hmm. and real close. And so I kind of always circled around my mom and dad's and, um, but I lived there for a little bit. Then, um, met a, met a girl. That's how it is, right? You yeah. Know, meet a girl. There's always a girl. It's always a girl. <laughs> and, uh, met a girl and, and I tell you what, she, um, she's great. And, um, she moved in with me and we just had this life. I was six, 17, living in my own place, oh. working Mm-mm. and we're still, Drinking and drugging, mm-hmm. partying. Oh wow! And um, yeah, I quit the Galveston Country Club. I couldn't couldn't manage my partying, mm-hmm. you know. So I left there, and I just stayed at Moody Gardens. And um, then all of a sudden, we had she was pregnant. Oh gosh! So, oh boy! Yeah. And um, we moved to. Oh well, I started you know freaking out a little bit, and you know getting real selfish, and uh, took off for a little bit. And um, next thing I know, I'm I'm uh. Um, I'm deciding, Hey, you know what? I need to move away from, from Galveston. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do something with my life, I need to move away. And so that's what I did. And I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, big, big change. Yes. And, um, I, uh, got in at the high Regency at Ganey ranch. Right. Beautiful incredible property. Place. Incredible property. Uh, five diamond. I worked for a chef named Anton Brunenbauer mm-hmm. and he's amazing. Uh, some chefs there, Roberto Madrid and uh, Todd Barry, and those guys just whipped me. I mean, they 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 just, I mean, they just really trained me hard. Three years there, and while I was there, I, I you know everything was going great for me. You know, my I uh, brought my my girlfriend out. My daughter was you know she was beautiful. My daughter's uh, she's at Texas Tech right now. Her name's Rachel, and um, she's just she's an amazing person, um, strong will, and mm-hmm. so. Um, it was great. Life was going good. And, um, and then the bottom dropped out again. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's how my life has always been, you know, up and down. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, something happens and I react mm-hmm. and I've always reacted. Right. And, um, I always react in the worst way, the negative way. And, and so when I reacted, um, I was home and we were at the beach and my daughter was with me and we were here in Galveston and, um, my uh, my parents said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna have a DNA test." And um, six weeks later, I find out she's not by blood. She's not my daughter. And we know what happened. You know, there's yeah. things happen. We met on the beach. You know, she was already pregnant, and mm-hmm. you know, and so. Um, oh gosh, how old was your daughter at the time? Three. Oh gosh. She was three. And, um, so, um, I, I lost it. I lost it. And, um, we separate for a little bit and I wanted to run cause that's what I do. Sure. You know, fight or flight. That's it. Flight. Man. I'm, I'm going to run. And so, um, uh, my dad, you know, we were, we were talking and he's like, you really serious about this chef thing? You really want to start cooking and you want to do it the right way? I said, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a chef here at Hyatt and they're going to make me a chef. He goes, you need to go to school. Wow. So that's where it came and from. And Anton, they're like, you don't need to go to school. I'll make you chef here. Exactly. You, stay here. you don't go anywhere. You stay here. We'll make you chef here. So, um, it was a choice and, um, I'm already upset. Um, and at that point, um, my daughter's, you know, she's still in my life. Isn't and, that bad? But they went, they moved back to Galveston and, um, cause you know, things happen. And so, um, I, I ran to New York 
Mm-hmm. Get away from everything. So you and, went. That's when you chose to go yeah, to, to what? Yeah, all this was happening, and I, I decided, you know, run away to New York and go work in New York. And I tell you what, it was it was an amazing experience. Um, I was part. Of, I was an apprentice during the Master Chefs program. Mm-hmm. Um, working there in this, you know, in the city, about eighty miles um, from from, from CIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So working down there on the weekends, I would work in Franklin Lakes at a place called Market Market Basket. And um, just little gigs here. I waited tables at a hibachi grill. Wow. So, front of the uh, house and back of the house. Yeah, I was, you uh, got it all. I needed to learn the front of the house. So right. I decided to be a server while I was there at school. And um, uh, that was an experience. I, I kind of understood the front of the house because you put yourself there. Sure. And at the higher regency, what they did, they had a program there that before you even start working there, you the front of the house would work in the back of the house for a couple of weeks. And the back of the house would work in the front of the house. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, so went to, uh, CIA, was doing really good. And then, um, on externship decided and go anywhere in the world. Where do you want to go? And, um, tell myself, where do I want to go? Where do I want to go? And, uh, I decided to go to West Hollywood and work at lingerie with Ludovic Lefebvre. And, and um, what an amazing education that was. He, um, oh, he was, he was something else. I, I couldn't I hardly understand him sometimes. Sure. And he, um, he and I, and I met, you know, some great people. One of my best friends today, Razul Rezalat, he's just an amazing chef out there in uh, Los Angeles. He's uh, an amazing chef. He's been everywhere. And um, he was the best one out of all of us. He, mm-hmm. he really, when we were coming up during those times, he, he was great. Mm-hmm. And um, so working with these guys every day, I still had that part of me that liked to go out. And, you know, I had this motto that I lived by, work hard, play hard. And so nobody knew about my my alcohol, you know, alcoholism and my tendencies and want to go out. And so I would work 12 hours a day and then I'd go walking through L.A. and go to these clubs and bars and it was just, you know, um, that time of period. So six months there, went back to school, went back to New York. And um, during L.A., I had tried heroin for the first time. Mm. And um, wow, started getting involved in some crowd, met some celebrities, things, you know, it's Hollywood. Back in, in, yeah. in, in L.A. Yeah, okay. in L.A. So I had this this mind frame of I can do what I want to do. I'm starting to get better in my cooking and, and I'm learning so many things. <clears throat> so, um, went back to, to New York, the ego starting to develop. And yeah. it's like, eh. so I go to New York. I, I get, I get stuck. I, I get a DWI. Oh, good. I, get suspended. Grief. I, um, I graduated, but you know, I, I could have done so much better. I could have really done so much better. And, um, but you know, I graduated in uh state of New York said, we're not letting you go anywhere. And right. I'm, I had job offers, you know. All over the world. My mom, I have one in Hanoi, Vietnam, running a French restaurant out there. And Unbelievable. My mom's like, you're not going to Vietnam. So, um, but state of New York wouldn't let me go anywhere. And uh, oh no, my dad, he's, he's like, you come home. And so I uh, went back home and uh, became sous chef at Moody Gardens mm-hmm. where I started. Right. And went home, lived there. I was back in my daughter's life. It was great. I was uh, married, uh, married my college sweetheart. and um, Not the mom, no, a different no. woman. Okay. Yeah, I met another amazing woman. And, um, and, you know, went back to Galveston. It was great, you know, but I'm still drinking. Mm-hmm. And um, so working there and um, for a chef named Urs Schmidt. 
And Schmidt came from Galveston Yacht Club, and he's just a great, great uh, person. His wife's Elena, who runs the front of the house, and they're just uh, great people. Um, one of the chefs from the Tremont house, his name is Paul Renevy. He came over to work as the exec sous at the uh, Moody Gardens while I was there, and another gentleman by the name of Rene Codina. And, and so those guys, I got in there with them, worked with them, and... At that time, it was just, um, we had some really good people at Moody Gardens. They're just, I love, I love Moody Gardens. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's got I a heart know for you, me. James. It's, it's, you can tell in your, yeah, in your bio. Moody Gardens is where it all started. Sure. So, um, I'm definitely a, a Moody person. <laughs> you are. Um, I also worked for Fatita for a little bit at Willie G's when I was a kid, but, um, you're either or. <laughs> you know, you you um, work with so many incredible people throughout, and that's that is something in my career I miss. The um, I didn't have that working with chefs. One, I mean, I worked with incredible chefs in culinary school, but my my um, my um, goal as going to culinary school was to work in the media and to write cookbooks okay. and to do what I'm doing now. But um, you know, it was. And my husband, Greg, always, I mean, when I met him, he was, oh, my goodness, don't you want a restaurant? I mean, a restaurant is the is the pie in the sky. And I'm like, no, I don't, because I have seen how hard, now I work hard, that, I'm not saying that, how hard my colleagues that are chefs and restaurateurs, restaurant owners work, but they work long hours. Sometimes they suffer marriage. Sometimes they suffer a drug and alcohol. Um all the above. All the above. I mean, everything you've talked about. So, and every chef I've had on here has said the same thing, yeah. that that temptation is there. And are you strong enough to, I just, I just wanted to go a different route before. I mean, Julia Child was my, my aspiration. You know? I wish I could have met her. Oh, I, I met her. I just missed her at the, at the mansion. There. I met her at a, a culinary convention and I was like, I, you would have thought I met the VGs because I was speechless yeah. and yeah. she towered over at me and humble, you know, just that, that what you have. And, and another thing with, with our industry, um, ego. Yeah. Etching right? God out is <laughs> what it stands for. Okay. There yeah. you go. Say that again. Etching God out. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that, that ego will get you because it, it's a, it's a place where you don't have the will to understand other people and to really get people's feedback or constructive criticism or other people's ideas. Right. You know, most of the time people have better ideas than you. Um, People, when they work with you and work for you or in, and you work for somebody else, it's always the communication is so key. But if you're so consumed with yourself, mm. it, it it's really going to – and to be honest with you, my life in those early 20s, I couldn't get over it because I saw I saw those chefs. I saw who they're, what they're about and they had – and I said, I'll never be like them. And – um I was worse. You think? I, I, mean, I don't, I guess I'm just, I went through two divorces, six, five, six rehabs, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years in the penitentiary. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. It's a long time. And so, you know, that time, you know, kind of going backing up a little bit to uh, Moody Gardens when I was sous chef, we had a conference, a wellness conference. <clears throat> 
and uh, we had a, our general manager was a gentleman who is an amazing guy who's uh, text attack for a long time. He just uh, went out to a hotel manager. His name is Garvin O'Neill, and he um, brought down. We did a wellness conference at Moody Gardens. David Garrido, Stephen Piles, Dean Fearing. The originals. Yeah, Bruce Alton, um, Catherine Clapner. Mm-hmm. All, they all came down and do this wellness conference, and, we, and, and he also invited a master chef from Florida. So we had this conference. It was great. I was working my butt off that, year, that, mm-hmm. that week, and um, Dean offered me this position. Offered me the job and the mansion. go to the mansion on Turtle Creek. I, how could I say no? Me? I, I, Are you kidding me? I, I was 25 years old, and... Um, I was a rookie sous chef at the mansion on Turtle Creek and, you know, there's some amazing chefs there. And so I worked there for about four years and that's it. That was it. The bottom dropped out, drugs, alcohol, womanizing, doing all the things that, and, um, I was walked off that property mm-hmm. and, um, it kills me. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, you learn from things. Um, you you go through things. I, you know, I was, I treated cooks terribly. And, um, you know, I've gone out to a couple of restaurants trying to make amends. I can't find them. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to. I'm sorry, dude. You know, I, oh. I want to go and see this one girl who I uh, just, just, you know, she's, um, she's great. She's, she's had her own TV show. And so, uh 2007, I ended up going to prison for the first time. Three now, years. what was that for? That was the drug. That thing. was drugs, possession, just doing things. Um, I just couldn't get it right. And, um, you know, being in there cooking prison and, and then, um, the people that came up under you as your cooks that, you know, work your station and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the hardest thing in prison that I saw well, there was besides all the, the violence. <laughs> besides but, the what we but, think that happens. But but you know, the um I never forget it. I was in the officer dining room and uh, I was cooking and uh you the cooked in yeah, cooked okay. in, and, and Thank um, goodness. and um I was watching T V, Fox and eight forty five, they always have chefs come on. And I saw multiple times where cooks that worked under me for a long time. Mm-hmm. We're now executive chefs. Oh gosh! And doing amazing things, mm-hmm. and they're, and here I am. So, boy, you want to talk about being in your feelings? Mm-hmm. So I was in my feelings, and um, I said, "I'm going to do right. I'm going to do right when I get out. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to make it right." Got out. Um, I went tried to go work for Cologne Country Club. Mm-hmm. I worked there for three months and relapsed. Got fired. Went to go work. At the Stone Lake Hotel, and everything, I got married again, and everything was going great. You know, uh, I was working for David Bull, and David Bull's an amazing oh, chef. Oh gosh, he's incredible. He's a great guy, and um, he um, he offered me a St. Anthony position out there, working with another chef, uh, Exec Sue, and um, my wife wouldn't go. And um, uh, I, I stayed in Fort Worth, and I have a background, so I I, I helped open Omni Fort Worth Hotel, and um, you know, after a year there, I was doing some things, and um, I was working, and I was going in and out of trying to be in recovery, and 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 I just wasn't ready, and you know, something I was talking earlier about reacting, and um, I was trying to get my titles back, trying to get my salary, you know, 
get the, get that position where you're at. And mm-hmm. um, I worked there for about a year and um, just wasn't happy. And I found another position and I was offered the uh, senior sous chef position at Cowboy Stadium. And it was amazing. And this is going to be, this will turn your room. This I'm is back. it. I'm back. I'm back. Immediately I called my buddy out there in, in California. He's the exec chef at Pebble Beach. Uh, he's, he sets me up. He says, hey, we're going to do the Pebble Beach Food and Wine Festival. I'm going to pair you up with some some chefs who play in the golf tournament. It's like, yes, this is great. This is it. And um, I'll never forget it. February 26, 2010. Um by the way, when I when I took that position, I put my notice in at the Omni and Omni just they let me go. Sure. Handed me my last paycheck. Right. Thanks, no thanks. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm waiting on Cowboys. Sorry, not sorry. I'm gone. Yeah. And um I didn't tell my wife. Remember character defects and the lies and the mm-hmm. deceit? I didn't tell my wife I was I don't have a job. I'm waiting on Cowboy Stadium. So she goes to work, my kids go to school, and uh I'm at a restaurant in Lake Worth. It's a Mexican restaurant. As long as I'm not doing drugs, I can drink. And so I'm having a margarita and I'm drinking a margarita and she'll, I take a phone call from the kitchen manager at Cowboy Stadium. She says, unfortunately, uh, uh, Mr. Benjamin, um, executive chef just resigned in Cowboy Stadium and your position has been put on hold. And unfortunately, our priority is to hire a chef for uh, Super Bowl. Right. And so that was Super Bowl year. And I said, what, what? And Let me do it. I, I, what do I do? I put my notice in. I don't sure. have a job. Oh gosh. Reacted. And, um, I ordered a shot of tequila. Oh dear. I just had a shot, you know, margarita. So it's already in my mind and my brain that, that yeah. once you put alcohol in your system, for me, I'm allergic. Really? I'm allergic. I, I, I break out in handcuffs and hives and everything. It's just <laughs> terrible. So it, it's not good. <laughs> so, um, I order another shot and then another and I left there angry and just upset and confused. And so um, immediately I, I went went to the dope spot and I went to Lancaster and just uh, immediately just started using hard drugs and uh, committing crimes. And um, uh, March 5th, it caught up with me. I was sentenced, uh, well, I, I um, aggravated robbery, robbery, theft, theft of a motor vehicle, salt um so i was sentenced to 10 years in the texas oh, department of corrections stars. and um yeah my life i walking back to that office i ran when i when the cops got behind me i ran into a methodist church downtown fort worth the mm-hmm. omni is right next to it mm-hmm. just and my my, my bottom fell out mm-hmm. that was my rock bottom right and um i've hit him before mm-hmm. but that was the ultimate that's a big one so I was there and, um, they, um, my lawyer at that time didn't tell me, but they were, they were trying to give me 35 years. Oh my gosh. So, um, 35 years aggravated. That means you have to complete 17 years before you can come up for parole. You'll get a set off for about three years and do 20, maybe 22, and then you'll get out. So this is all free time right now. Right now. I went in there. I did seven. And, um, where were you located? All over. All over. They yeah, moved they, you. Okay. I, I was in the, on the Gurney unit. I was on the Beto, Boyd, and yeah. Pilage. I mean, you know, Everywhere. All, all over the place. They moved you. Yeah, they moved me all right. And, and for me, I was like Switzerland in, in prison. Yeah. 
Switzerland never gets in wars with anybody. <laughs> exactly. Get along with everybody. Everybody gets along. Everybody says, where's your tattoos? I don't have one tattoo. You're kidding. I blend in. That's just been my whole life. Right. A chameleon just to blend in and everywhere. I never really fit in any one group. You know, I had friends on also, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, I had surfer friends, I had gangbanger friends, I had my rock buddies, I had, you know, guys that were, you know, just everybody was a little different. And, um, well, I was different. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> everybody was normal. Right. And so, um, I, I just, uh, you know, my bottom fell out and, um, went to prison and, and so I got out and, um, it was in there that. I really found myself that time. Um, uh, started doing some things. Um, I'll never forget that my wife who, when I was, you know, she, she stayed with me for the first couple of years, three years. She says, Hey, right now there's a lot of houses out there and I'm going to get this house. I need your help. So, right. so we get a house. She said, this house you're going to parole to. So, all right. So, um, get the house. And, um, that was in March in November. I got divorce papers. Oh dear. It was 2014. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm hot. Cause so you were still in prison. I'm still in prison. So, uh, they set the court date for February 14th. It's like <laughs> Valentine's day. Are you serious? <laughs> we're going to go <laughs> Thank divorce you. On, on Valentine's, Valentine's day? day. Oh Lord. <laughs> so they set the court date for you know, divorce court. I get in there and, um, they say, all right, you guys going to separate. Blah, blah, blah. We need to talk about one last thing. I said, what's that? Like custody. I'm like, no, those are her kids. They were my, my stepkids. And, um, oh, we, you don't know? And I'm like, no, what? Miss Benjamin just had a baby two days ago. No. Are you serious? No. I lost it. No. I lost it. Mm -hmm. That was it. That moment right there in prison. I went back to my cell. Ugh. And I stayed in that cell for two weeks, didn't come out. Um, and I hit my knees crying, mm -hmm. just, just angry, mad. I don't have anything. Lord help me. Yeah. And, um, it was there. He said, I'm going to help you. And I heard it. Yeah. And it's in my, it's, my spirit is full. And, uh, I heard it. That was your switch. That was it. That was my spiritual awakening. And, um, uh, you know, it touches me. Yeah. So, it yeah. was, it was tough. Yeah. So, um, he said, but you got to do right now. Don't wait to get out of prison. Start now. Yeah. I was gambling in there. I was stealing in there. I was doing, I was playing <laughs> basketball every day, getting in fights. It just, it was, it was, it was prison. Mm -hmm. And, um, so there were some NA meetings that were coming into prison and, you know, watching football on Saturday and college football and you're gambling and you got everything going on. And then they called Narcox Anonymous rollout. And it was like, which one do you pick? You got to go there. But you, mm -hmm. so the choices you have to make are there mm -hmm. in life. You have choices sure, and decisions. What's going to help you. So I started going to these NA meetings in prison and I met my sponsor and, uh, the man who was taking the meetings is amazing, man. And, um, he just, he, he, just guided me along. And so, um, he was your angel. It was it. He's and the funny thing is he says, Hey, we, we were wondering what happened to you. What do you mean? And he says, uh, I remember you just go you know, our home group in in Fort Worth and, and, uh, long story short, I just stayed going to meetings, going to meetings. And the guys are like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to NA. And they're mm -hmm. like, 
what? You don't need to go there. And come on. So, uh, you know, it's funny. My mom said it best. She says, you know, you can be a model inmate, but you can't live out in the world for shit. Isn't that something? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and that's really what it was. I, I, I went in there and, um, just pretty much, uh, blended in and, and, um, started doing some Bible study. I was reading my whole entire time. I was doing reading health and nutrition. I just had a funny feeling that that's where things were going in the restaurant business. So I'm reading about health and nutrition and, um, got some amazing books and, um, and yet it is. And here it is. And then my sponsor brought in a woman after a while and she was a guest speaker and I'm living with her today. <laughs> her name would be Catherine. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she yeah. is. She's right? awesome. She's, uh, she loved my life. Uh, we fight like anybody else. We, we get at each other, but we're so much alike. Um, and, and uh, we have differences of opinion. We just let things go. And some days are great. Sometimes they're hard. Sometimes they're just things. Sure. But, you know, as, as men in relationships, it's all about the sacrifice. <laughs> He's, he's looking at Paul, which just recently got engaged. So, yeah, we're, we were talking about that earlier. So in prison, so how long were you there? At, I mean, when you got out, because you got out in. I got out uh, November 22nd, 2016. 16. Okay. So you've been out six years. No, uh, 2016. So uh, I've been out about. Four years. Three, yeah. About yeah. Three and a half, because it was November. It was the tail end of November 6, uh, okay, 2016. Gotcha. So when I got out, nobody wanted to give me a job. It was really hard. It was tough. I was on, you know, monitors, having to take urinalysis tests. I was on parole. And um, I went to work uh, for a, uh, a lady in, in Weatherford who, she's another angel. Just Godson. She, she's just great. Um, uh, Jennifer Hankins Lundy, she saved my life. You know, wow. Kind of, she's, uh, she's great. So, uh, you know, uh, she gave me a job and she said, I'll float you till you can get a job till you can get on your feet. And, um, man, I, I, three months later, I met another amazing chef. Right. And, uh, Lanny Lankhart. Oh gosh. Lanny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, I get, I get like that because to me, when I meet these people that have a way of forgiving and looking past your, your past and they can help you. And so I went to work and I just spilled my guts right there in the dining room table. And he said, Hey, and I believe in you. Wow. And, uh, he gave me a job and, uh, went in there as a line cook and just said, I just need an opportunity. And he gave me an opportunity and, um, I love. I know you do. Yeah. And so. And that's how I met you. Yeah. With Lane at Laney at, at Righteous Foods. Yeah. Righteous Foods. And I didn't realize it was that, that fresh, like that, that happened so quickly. So I want to explain how I met you. And so I, I am a righteous junkie. I was in there every single week, probably two, three times a week. And I, you were in the back. I mean, yeah. you're in the back. I mean, it's chefs in the back. And I, Pedro, Peter, 
Mm-hmm. I love him. Uh, bartender, he would make me. He would make me my my margarita with no agave, and um, it was just. I'm just addicted to the food because of the health. That, I mean, it's such a. It's so fresh and it's fabulous. And one day, uh, Kennedy and I were sitting in, and our Greg and you came out, and I, I I hear what you're saying through all these things, and I do understand. But you, my friend, made me feel like. I, I, I was, you knew my resume, you knew, no one in Fort Worth really knew I was a chef and what, I, what industry I was in. You, you were kind, you were, you, I can't even explain what a fabulous person and how you made me feel. I mean, I was just sitting there going, oh my gosh. And to hear your story and where you've been and you said it earlier, anger and fear. Mm-hmm. anger and fear. And once you met these people that helped you, I mean, I have a feeling you've always been a yeah. wonderful person in your heart. Just the selfishness had to get it, get it out of you, you know, selfless behavior, um, sacrificing, being able to, um, just tell yourself, no, um, you remember when we were kids and your mom used to tell you, think with your head. Mm-hmm. Well, I tend to tell people think with your heart because mm-hmm. you have the two parts in your head, evil and good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, Hey, eat that cheesecake. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't have it. Right. You know, but the other part's always fighting with the good. Mm-hmm. Don't eat it, Tiffany. Right. Don't eat it. Don't do it. Like Kennedy says, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I, um, for me, it was, um, I've been clean and sober since, uh, March 6, 2010. Fabulous. The day I got locked up. And, um, you know, I moved into my brand new home, March 6th. I know you did. 2020. 10 years. Yeah. To the day we bought a brand new home. Mm -hmm. And um, that's God. Mm -hmm. It's not me. You know, and and so I'm just doing my job. I'm just a vehicle. I'm I'm doing my part. I remain transparent. I, um, I try to talk the talk and walk the walk. I can only do my best. Um, you know, I, I worked at Righteous Foods, the, the, it's cutting edge, you know, when we're doing blue algae, exactly. uh, coconut chia seeds, right. I mean, hemp seed, black bean burger, a you know, new, a you new know, era. Of there's there's some things that, that Lanny's doing that, that, um, some of the, you know, other restaurants only want to do and, you know, he's doing it and, uh, I wish him all the best, you know, oh, he's incredibly talented. And, um, it was just, you know, I, I, it was that time for me to, to move on. And, and so, uh, that's what I did. And I, I, I met Mike McAuliffe, mm-hmm. Al McAuliffe and James Gaines, Russell Kirkpatrick, those guys, they welcomed me in. I told them my story from the get go. Um, and they just put their arms around me and said, Hey, we got you. Come on. Are you amazed at the number of people that do put their arms around you and, and, and I mean, embellish you and, and just say it's going to be okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, the amazing part about that is that I always, I didn't think I was worth it, you know, and the things I've done in my past, I had to forgive myself. 1000%. For all my past selfishness, the Mm -hmm. things I've done to my, my two ex-wives, my, my daughter, my daughter haven't been in her life. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so hard. I hate father's day. Right. Because I know what I was, you know, um, it's just one of those things that 
you know, I have to say something to a gentleman by the name of Kevin Kovacevich. He's my, my daughter's mm-hmm. stepdad. And uh, he raised her. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. And I can't tell him thank you enough. Right. You know, so, uh, but yeah, you know, going to work for Riata, um, we're doing new things. And then the bottom drops out with COVID, oh, COVID and, yeah. and, and, and people being cooped up for, for months. And then something happens in the world and, and things and people react mm-hmm. and it just needs one little spark. And, and that was my life, you know, reacting. So, you know, sometimes we tend to say things we wish we could take it back. Oh, you know, sometimes I'll get on the e- email or I'll see something on Facebook and I'll, I'll text the whole thing. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to combat it. And then I get to the end and I'm like, what am I doing? Just don't even get involved. Right. So I erase it. Exactly. I just don't get involved, you know, because it's not my place. Right. You know, know, um, and I've said this before and you've heard me say this, I, with anger and fear, you know, I've, when I've lost uh, a job or I did lose a very serious job in my career and, oh, I just wrote a scathing email, just, ah. And I remember a counselor one time telling me or a therapist saying, um, get it out there, get it out there, but don't send it. Write it down and remember how you felt and then sleep on it or give it 24 hours. Take a look and see if you feel different. And I just, the next morning I'll wake up and I, I've done this at different, with different people and phases of my life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I do remember how I felt, but this is not it. You know what I mean? That anger and fear and yeah. mad and disappointment, not perfect because I've sent the email before, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I've said the words before. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I wish I could take some. You can't take words back, but you can be forgiven. Yeah. And you can forgive yourself. For myself, being in recovery, um, I have to call other addicts. I call other addicts because nine times out of ten, they've been where I've been. Right. So we just talk about it, sleep on it. I live by spiritual principles, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, one for me is just love. You know, I've got a ton of there's you know, love and forgiveness. But for me, accepting people for what they are, who they are and their mistakes. Oh gosh. Yeah. I can choose whether I want to react to it or I can choose how I'm going to react to it. Exactly. And for me, I, I have to control myself Mm -hmm. before I can control anything else. And, And that's it. That's why I've become a better chef. I've become a better husband, a better man, a better brother, a brother, a better employee and a better boss. So that was it. You know, that's, you know, that's the things that I try to live by. And, um, I use the word try, but you know, that's what we do. We try to do our best and uh, we go through lives and, and, you know, life with, um, living life on life's terms. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, could I do better? Absolutely. Could I do more? Absolutely. I still have some laziness in me and some things where I'm just, I need to really focus on. I have some goals, some opposite goals, but I can't talk about it unless I'm going to do it. You know, I'm, I'm done talking about things that I want to do. If I'm not going to do it, if I'm not going to put myself forward, then I need to just keep my mouth closed mm-hmm. and not say anything. And, um, you know, I, my past, I talked a big game, mm-hmm. you know, do everything. And then when it doesn't happen, I beat myself up. Right. And so uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty much uh, where I'm at. So let me ask you a question. And and I don't know the answer, 
Do you love yourself? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I love myself. I've, I've, you uh, love you some Gabriel. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you you got to have fun in life. Okay. Um, sometimes, you know, I will do some things. I have some great friends today. Mm-hmm. They're all in recovery. And yeah. uh, I have some friends that are not in recovery. And I let them be where they're at. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll go and say hi. But, you know, it's yeah. it's kind of like a coil. You know, when mm-hmm. it's hot, you got to. Uh, right. Gotta, exactly. You know, just, exactly. So we just. You know, let them be where they're at. But right. I got some great friends. We wakeboard on the weekends. We go out to the cabin. Fourth of July, we have, uh, we, we're going to Lake Whitney. We're going to go out guide fishing and, you know, wake surf. Um, I go to the beach. I go out to see, you know, go out to Galveston or Corpus. I love going to Corpus. Uh, got some friends out there. And so, um, you know, and, and if I can go to Alpine a couple of times. I know, right? It's it's great. Um, I bet Michael let you. Hey, um. Is it difficult to be around alcohol? No. No, it's not. Because Catherine, your significant other, again, she is she is is recovering as well, correct? Yeah. And she's a counselor. Yeah, that's not cool. So for you two, it's not difficult to because you work around alcohol. You're, I, mean, I, I cook no. with, you know, sometimes we make a special and, you know, we use red wine, white wine, mm-hmm. port. Right. You know, there's all these different alcohols, but I... Alcohol's not my problem. Okay, gotcha. You, you know, said that. Mm-hmm. It's not my problem. It's okay. just a mask. Right. And it's a little gasoline to the fire. Yeah, it just, it's just because we get these feelings and, uh, you know, having those feelings and thoughts and emotions that we can't control. And we just want, you know, you go home and you're just like, I had a hard day. I want to have a glass of wine. Absolutely. I'm not that guy. You're not have, that guy. I want to have two bottles of wine. Okay. And then when I have that in me, I'm going to go find some drugs. Okay. And, and things in my bank account's going to go empty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we know how that goes. So does the system, does the, um, the system try to help when you're incarcerated? Uh, incarcerated? Do you know what I mean? Like, do they give you, and you said you were in a program, but do you really feel like there's help? That's a great question. So the system is built on our past. Basically, without ruffling any feathers or upsetting people, if you want to get clean, if you want to get sober, you can. But you have to be willing to do what it takes. So the system, you can go in prison and you can get involved with drugs, sexual nature, sure, gangs. You can get involved in all this stuff. So right? there's those opportunities. There's, there's choices. <laughs> choices. Choices. Exactly. Or you can go in there, mind your business, read, go to work, exercise, mm-hmm. and and not partake in any of the other influences that are there in prison. Okay. And just do your thing, do your time, get out, and then go to meetings, get a sponsor, do what you have to do to stay clean and sober. The million dollar question is whether or not you're willing to do it. Okay. Whether or not people are willing to say, hey, I've had enough. I want to change my life. I want to put in some work. And um, it takes work. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes sacrifice. It takes forgiving yourself and forgiving your past. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, we we grew up with moms and dads, right? We we. There's some people that didn't grow up sure. with mom and dad. Some people were raped when they were a child. There's yeah. things that oh. happen to people that is just terrible. Unthinkable. And, and so they had, I can't talk about those experiences, mm-hmm. but nine times out of ten, there's somebody in 
in recovery that has gone through that. Sure. So we'll put you in contact with that person. Right. It's so hard to get it out. So how people have these resentments, they did, and they go through life where they're just having a hard time. Right. And so uh, for me, I had no excuses. I grew up, you know, great. I had a great childhood. Sure. Um, and uh, I was just a selfish kid. And so the cooking part is just the medium. Mm-hmm. You know? I taught in education system my first job at, at a TCU before I went to Johnson Wills. And, um, and I did see some of those children that did go through abuse. So, you know, when you have a bad day or you think you really have it bad, um, you think about those kids that have no choice. I mean, they yeah. don't know what is their normalcy. That is their normalcy. Alcoholic fathers, alcoholic oh. mothers, um, things that happened to them as a, as a child. And we tend to become that person. Gotcha. And, um, you know, uh, there's some amazing people in prison. Some people that I met that they're so skillful so knowledgeable um and the will that they have at uh it's it's great but having that that want the work ethic Mm -hmm. to change yeah to want to be able and sometimes it's too late you hand somebody a 40-year sentence oh geez and that's it it's over Mm -mm. you know your life's over your life's over i'll never forget the judge um, she, uh, when she sends me, I just, I can't blame her No, because what I'll just become a victim. Mm-hmm. It's her fault. Yeah. I can't make myself a victim. No, 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 no. It's that's not, not, it's not her fault. That's not, not, I yeah. put myself there. Sure. So, um, I just, I did my best and I went in there and some things happened to me and I had to change, Right. you know, um, and it, life goes on. So I'm, uh, you know, in the process of next chapter and you're doing well things are good you know i'm uh you know uh i'm off parole now and um that's fantastic got a great job got a great significant other you do. she's she's awesome um living a beautiful home and with a great neighbor i mean our neighborhood is so diverse mm-hmm. black hispanic white that asians we're all just one cohesive unit and then we see what's going on in the world and we just we hang out you know we, we see each other outside and we just laugh i love that like Wow, they need to come down Grand Ridge there in Fort Worth, and they'll know it. You know, that's there's people that can live together, but the hate is, um, you know, yeah, I can't. Some people have to just come together and and be willing to forgive. Enough is enough. If you can't forgive, you can't move on. That's true. That's just forgiveness, and and so without forgiveness, you can't move on. No, it's such a simple word, but so, so hard, hard to, to do to, to digest. It oh, just, absolutely. I mean, forgiveness is that. That's a perfect word because I, I don't. I'm not sure. It, it's not easy. I mean, no. You know, it's just not not easy. How but. do you tell a girl who was raped by her father her whole childhood? And she's 30 years old, going through tough times to forgive her father. Right. And you're not forgiving the person. Sure. For them, you're forgiving them for you. Right. So that you can move on. Move on. on. And you can get past that. And anything you do in Mm -hmm. life, forgiveness is the key. Yeah. And so um, I don't have experience with that, so I can't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
All I can do is say I love you. Yeah. You know, um, I had a guest a couple of weeks ago, and that is her words exactly, because she had to forgive her father and um, for other reasons. But she said, I had to finally just forgive him, and I feel sorry for him. But, you know, and that was her exact words, exact verbatim, you know, yeah. forgiveness. And that's a huge word. Who forgives more at your house, you or Greg? Hi, Greg, by the way. You're a great guy. Great. Um, who forgives more? Or let's see. I don't know the answer to that. I think it's 50-50, but I don't know. That's I don't great. know. that. Ask Greg that. You know what he'll say? What? He does. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. So tell me this, where were you? Okay. For those of you listening, the pie in the sky for chefs and restaurants is, um, the James Beard house and cooking for the James Beard house is a huge honor. And it it's, I mean, several of our friends have been there. You've been there. Yeah. I've been at the house and the awards, uh, twice. And, and I'll tell you why it's just history. It's the James Beard awards are the Oscars for chefs. Mm-hmm. There's some controversy now with Texas chefs not getting recognized as much as they should be because the Dallas and Fort Worth chefs here are can compete with anybody in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but I won't talk about that. <laughs> politics. Then it goes to politics. There is, yeah. <laughs> so the James Beard House is uh, there in New York City. It's just, um, you know, you can see about 80 people in there. There's a mural of the world in the kitchen and um it's just an experience that you get to go down there i cooked with ludovic and we went to the house and 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 uh, it was great then i went with dean and uh we did a great just we had a great time down there of uh, course mingling with all the chefs all the it's the first time i kind of got into it with wolfgang puck oh dear (laughs) saw him at the bar he says hey who are you here with i said uh dean perry he goes hey how's the taco business oh gosh and of course me the old resentful gero says not as good as your sausage business (laughs) oh no so we're just going with both if you knew them both you would get it yeah so Mm -hmm. so uh he's he's um, austrian he's a great guy and so we just had a good time really you know you know nobody there is but afterwards we went to um eat at john george with jonathan lashman and we had a is that the best i was like a little kid and and I, i remember going to the bathroom and when i came back john george sit in my chair no way and uh Dean. Were you with Dean? Yeah, I was with okay. Dean and, and uh, Jonathan Waxman. And, and so uh, I come back and he's my idol growing up. He was my idol growing up. Mm-mm. You know, like all the basketball kids look up to Michael Jordan. Sure. I looked up to John George. <laughs> I thought it was, he was amazing. So I come back and I'm meeting oh. my idol. And um, and Dean's like, oh, he looks, oh, God, look at you. And he's like, and the and chef looks at me and says, you, is this your chair? Oh. So no, chef. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm standing no. there, and and they're just laughing at me. Him and uh, Dean and Jonathan Waxman, and um, it was great. We had um, 16 courses for lunch. Oh my gosh, I know. Isn't Wines it by the glass. I know. You Between know. that and French Laundry, that is the. I mean. Oh, I uh, there. That, oh gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. A yeah. Nice little wait list. Yeah, exactly. I still like to go. You know, going to you know, cat. You know, I call her cat, but she's really kind of picky. Is but, she? Yeah, oh God, she's, she's no tomatoes, no onions, oh, no this. No. What is that? How can you? <laughs> we go to a restaurant and she's ordering ranch, and I get on her. She laughs. She'll be mad at me when I yeah, when yeah, I tell yeah. That. She's a sorry cat. We went to Cabo and um. Yes, you did. We ordered. I I get the tasting menu, 
nine courses. She's sure. like, you're out yeah. of control. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love food. I will spend money on food. I, hey, I, I will too. I will spend two hours in a grocery store mm-hmm. just thinking. Yeah. You know, I know. Isn't it fabulous? It's great. I will go to different grocery stores and yeah. just have fun. You know, you see things and then you hear people talking about it. You know, truffle oil back in the day was, you know, the thing. Now chefs are like, truffle oil is not yeah. good. And so yeah, you're no. just kind of like, isn't that something? You like what you like. Yeah. And you know, the times, the times of uh, food, um, it, it, it changes. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, and I, you and I were both trained French. Yeah, you know, I was the, classic trained. Yeah, classically trained. And um, the techniques, of French cuisine are, are, um, undefeatable. The, the techniques, you know, are there when you apply your cooking, your, your regional cuisine to those techniques, you can do anything you want. Right. And so, um, for us, we create specials behind the techniques. We use them in our soups. So a good soup will, will define a cook. One thousand percent. If you can make soup, you can you can pretty much cook. You gotta know how to make soups. <laughs> I can make a soup. Yeah. So we, yeah, you're right. The techniques. I mean, just sitting there and oh my goodness, yeah. chopping and. But how do you learn these techniques? You know, mm-hmm. in the old days we got books. Now it's YouTube. And, I know. And I'll I'll be the, I'll be the first to admit I YouTube now. I'll look something up. Oh do yeah, you really? I know how to make that, and you know I make it and. Oh yeah. Cause I forget. There's so many recipes out there. You forget something. Sure. You just have fun and, and, um, you know, cooking it's, it's, uh, you know, something about cooking mm-hmm. that I don't know. And I know something about cooking that you don't this know. This is true. Cooking's about sharing knowledge. Exactly. That's, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, just, I'm really blessed. I'm grateful. You're happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm uh, a little stressed right now. I was trying to buy a car. I know. I'm texting last night and he's like, I'm at the car dealership. Oh, 10, 15. Are you joking? It's hard, you know, budget. And yeah, you know. want yeah. a $40,000 car, sure you but do. you want to spend yeah. 30000 <laughs> Then you realize you can only afford 30000 Yeah. but you nearly need to spend on 23000 right. Yeah. And some people have budgets that they can go higher. Oh, sure. Some people have budgets they can go lower, and it's just where you're at and balance. You know, my husband. That's life. Greg, Greg sold his company and worked very hard his entire life in um, family business. And he, his best advice, I've listened to him. He mentors quite a few um, young men and women, but his best advice for right now during these volatile times, because we don't know, you know, we know it'll turn around because that's the way of the world. But right now, just sit tight and hold what you got. That's what he always says. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I've listened to him say that and, um, sit tight and hold what you got. You know, yeah. you know, he's a Fort Worth boy and he, he says that a lot and, and it's difficult, you know, that's, that's a big one there in business mm-hmm. when you don't know the right move to make. Yeah. Don't make any moves. Exactly. That is huge. a huge, uh, and so, you know, I, I live one day at a time, mm-hmm. but I can kind of foresee what's going to happen here in the next week. You do. But you know, you, you know, you kind of know you have to budget yourself. Yeah. I get selfish still, you know, still have my my ways and mm-hmm. you know, there's things that I, that I want, you know, right. just to be able to go out to dinner. Me and Kat, we have a, bad habit of going out to eat <laughs> everywhere and just, you know, we'll go and eat and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter name, chef sure. or whatnot. We just, just go. go. Yeah. We just go out to eat and right. enjoy each other. And, you know, so, um, and enjoy life though. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we get, we stay busy. Um, 
we can we can definitely you know grow on that so that's great well yeah. i am just so happy that you came on Absolutely. your transparency Thank you so much. is is so refreshing and so honest and pure and i you know you got this yeah you know i i try to I, you know my past i always say, i know you know i'll never drink again mm -hmm. i'll never use and i always did so yeah. today i just you know i just go through life the way it's supposed to be sure. you know, intended to and admit my faults and grow on my my strengths and and help people and then you know i think everybody in this world has somebody in their world in their life family member that has a problem with drugs and alcohol of course they do and so if i can be of help to anyone listening yeah that needs to talk to somebody by all means call me absolutely you know call me hit me up and I, you know I'll, we'll talk about it and i'll share my experience strength and hope with you and if you can get through it you can get through it if you got to go through what you got to go through then go through it that's fabulous you know um my dad said it best. He says, some people mature early in life. Some people mature later in life. And some people just never mature. Never do mature at all. That's a great one. That's a great, great, great clip there, so. Harry, Polly. <laughs> well, that is so wonderful. It's yeah. so great. I'm so proud of you. And I'm just, I admire all the people that you have, that helped you in your life and that's been part of your life. We know a lot of these, the same ones. And yeah. we'll have you back after the, everything's yeah, calmed would, down, I, right? Absolutely. We can, we can talk. I'll tell you who's having a hard time right now. And bless her heart, Betsy. She's, I know. She's. It's, Can you imagine? It's, it's a tough job. Can you imagine being Betsy Price is going in through politics it. right uh, now? I don't care what party you're in. It's tough. I just can't even tough. imagine. And, and Mayor Price. You're never going to make any one person feel no. better than the other. And, and I know. Forgiveness. Is well, God bless her. Forgiving. That's all I can yeah, say. God bless. Well, thank, thank you, so, you much. so much for coming. And everyone, please go to YouTube and rate and review this. And you can find Chef at Riata Restaurant for sure. And hey, everybody, go to my Instagram and please follow me. Uh, and like I said, we got to follow. We got to push up in that Apple podcast world. So rate and review me. Share. And everyone, have a wonderful day. Keep being safe and keep being fabulous. Thank you. Love you. Love you, friend. Yeah.